Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm here today with Dr. Lee Kirksey, who is one of our vascular surgeons, and we're here um, for PAD Awareness Month. Um, we're excited to talk to you today about PAD, and um, so welcome and thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks so much, Betsy, for inviting me. It's a very important month that we um, kind of highlight peripheral arterial disease and all of the problems that go along with it. It's a disease disorder that some people don't know exactly what it means. In general, when we talk about peripheral arterial disease, we're usually describing circulation problems of the legs that can result in patients having minor symptoms like leg cramping when they walk and exert themselves to the most severe form when those patients may suffer ulcers or even be a threat for a limb loss or amputation. Um, one of the things that you've been so involved with is really working with our communities and really helping people who in particular are minorities understand PAD and um, the risk factors that are involved that uh, in many cases they are more at risk to develop. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, again, the, the issue of awareness is very important and that awareness, if we can get the word out into the community so that People will have an understanding of what it is. Family members have an understanding of what it is. We can have a potential to identify problems earlier. And so um, really the risk factors for peripheral arterial disease, people who smoke are at an increased risk for peripheral arterial disease. Those patients suffering from diabetes are at increased risk. If a person has had heart problems, coronary artery disease requiring um, interventions or surgery, or if a patient has had stroke, these are all different manifestations of the atherosclerotic disease uh, that affects the lower extremities as well. One of the other important uh, features of peripheral arterial disease is that when we identify it, yes, maybe we can in, uh, prevent the progression of the process and prevent a patient from going on to lose their limb. But what's most important is when we identify someone with peripheral arterial disease, we can institute risk factor modification, control their cholesterol, their hypertension, their diabetes. We can reduce their risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. By far, the greatest risk of someone that has peripheral arterial disease is not that they'll lose their limb, but that they'll have a heart attack or a stroke. And so, we can, we can prevent two disease processes by identifying what's going on with the limbs and the early symptoms of PAD. Um, can you talk about some of the symptoms that are part of PAD? Absolutely. So patients that have early signs of PAD may notice that when they walk, when they exert themselves, they experience cramps in their legs, usually within the calves, but it can be in the buttocks or the hips, and they usually notice that that's reproducible. I walk one block, I get these cramps in my legs, I can't walk any farther, I rest for five or 10 minutes, those symptoms resolve and I'm able to resume my walking. That's the most classic 
uh, symptom of claudication. Uh, as patients progress, and, and honestly, to be, to be accurate, some patients, maybe they don't walk a lot, so maybe they don't actually get claudication symptoms. Other patients may have breast pain or tissue loss. So breast pain is a patient that has pain in their toes, in their forefoot, without even exerting themselves. And that's really the most severe form of peripheral arterial disease that's usually an indicator that they're about to experience ulceration. And of course, patients can experience ulcers or infection as a consequence of peripheral arterial disease. Patients with rest pain or ulcers, they're at a very high risk of losing their limb if they don't see a medical provider and if we don't intervene in a timely fashion. But all of those issues need to be identified early to give the medical provider and the patient the best chance of working together to get a good outcome. Um, what should people with diabetes know as far as um, PAD? Because sometimes they may not have the same type of pain or may not recognize symptoms as, as yeah. soon. Yeah, diabetics are especially uh, prone to experiencing consequences and bad outcomes from having peripheral arterial disease because if you have one has peripheral arterial disease and one also has diabetes, then small cuts can lead to significant problems. So my, maybe my eyesight is poor, maybe I have very poor sensation due to diabetic neuropathy, which affects many diabetics as they progress through the process and they don't have good sensation on the undersurface of their foot. Minor trauma just by stepping on something and not noticing that can leave some type of sore that can be an entryway for infection. And if a sore develops and the patient has, the diabetic patient has peripheral arterial disease, they may not be able to heal that wound. And so it may take longer for that wound to heal or they may need more significant medical care to get a wound that in a non-diabetic would heal unremarkably. Mm -hmm. um, you were talking earlier about some of the risk factors and um, I was reading something recently about patients when they go to the doctor, sometimes um, they don't necessarily even check their feet or take their socks off or something like that. So um, is, are there things like when people have risk factors, are there certain questions they should ask their doctor? Yeah, absolutely. I think firstly, any leg symptoms should be investigated. Uh, sometimes patients don't uh, recognize or they, you know, they discount their symptoms, attributing it to just getting old um, or some type of, I hear, I see patients, at least, you know, 50 patients a year that have peripheral arterial disease that thought they had back problems or some other musculoskeletal strain muscle or some other symptoms. So it's always important to just bring these complaints to the attention of your primary care doctor, there's a very simple test called the ankle brachial index. It merely requires a blood pressure cuff around the ankle, just like a blood pressure cuff around your arm for blood pressure measurements that you get in your doctor's office. Placing that cuff around the ankle can allow us to easily identify promptly without any pain, without any invasive procedure, whether a person suffers from peripheral arterial disease. So that's really important. Bring those, bring those, uh, those symptoms to the attention of your, your physician. And don't be afraid. I and mean, sometimes one of the things I, 
I, I think it's normal human behavior that we're sometimes afraid of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And just because you have peripheral arterial disease doesn't mean you're gonna lose your leg. It doesn't mean that you'll need a procedure. You may just need medications to modify your risk and to control your risk. And the most important thing we can do for someone with mild peripheral arterial disease is just get them on a walking program, encourage them to walk. So I think that that's a good point too. I mean, you're a vascular surgeon, but when does somebody actually need surgery? Yeah. So I, I see as a person that manages peripheral arterial disease, a lot of patients and about half of my patients, over half of my patients are just being managed with risk factor modification. And I check ankle brachial index every six months or every year, just to make sure they're not progressing. And I work with their cardiologist or their primary care doctor to reduce their risk factors. They need no type of intervention. Patients that have the most severe form of plotication when it's lifestyle limiting, perhaps a person is un unable to work, then unable to do their activities of daily living, living, care for their family, all those essential things that we need our legs to do in, in some degree of walking ability. Some of those patients may require a procedure or an intervention. The group of patients that we're largely concerned about and need to intervene and perform a surgery or a peripheral percutaneous intervention are those patients that have rest pain or patients that have ulceration, we call it tissue loss, a sore, those lay person's terms. Those are patients that if we do not intervene, those patients are at a very high risk to going on and having an amputation over time. And so we're very aggressive and those patients are the folks that need to be in a, a care provider, an expert care provider who manages peripheral arterial disease as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I always love when you send me different patient stories about patients that maybe were told that there was nothing they could do. They just have to live with their pain and then, you know, will come and maybe there are other options available to them. Can you talk about, you know, the idea of second opinions and how you can get one at Cleveland Clinic? Absolutely. I, I think sometimes uh, patients and their families don't recognize that uh, diseases like peripheral arterial disease are just like cancer. If you had cancer and someone told your family member or, or someone told you that there was nothing they could do and you, you were just going to die, you get on the computer and you'd seek a second opinion. The same thing holds true for this peripheral arterial disease. There are areas of the country which have much higher rates of amputation. There are uh, different levels of expertise. And for that reason, uh, we have a multidisciplinary program, a limb salvage, a limb preservation team, which uh, we refer to. And it's very easy to seek out a second opinion. In this day and age of COVID, firstly, the hospital is very safe. I would encourage you to that it's it's safe to come into a doctor's office or a hospital to get care. If if you're unable to make it, maybe you live far, maybe you're just afraid. There are virtual options, meaning a computer or from your mobile phone to seek a second opinion, where I can literally evaluate your, any testing that you've had. I can you know, do a virtual examination of your foot. I can listen to your symptoms. Um, I can evaluate you. I can have members of my team, podiatrists, 
interventional cardiologists, cardiologists, infectious disease doctors, we're able to deliver care remotely, fortunately, with the technology that we have. So there's, there's no reason for a patient or a family not to seek a second opinion if they're unhappy with the, the counsel that they've received. So for PAD Awareness Month, what would be your main points that we could leave everybody with at the end of this uh, talk today? So firstly, communicate with your primary care doctor. If you have any limb symptoms, understand that the screening test to evaluate for peripheral arterial disease is very simple. It can be done in a matter of 10 minutes to determine if you have peripheral arterial disease. Having peripheral arterial disease uh, makes us aware, gives us a yellow flag that there's an increased risk of heart attack or stroke. And so we can initiate medication that can normalize and reduce that risk that a patient has for heart attack or stroke. And our procedures to treat peripheral arterial disease, many times they're in, uh, non-invasive or minimally invasive. We have a number of different um, approaches to peripheral arterial disease. And for the most complex operations, we usually have a solution. There are relatively few patients that we, we don't have an option of treating their disease process. And so a second opinion is very important. And to underscore what you said earlier, we have many ways to offer second opinions. And so you have the resource center. Um, I encourage people that have any questions to reach out to you, reach out to our department um, and uh, get the care that they need. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.